Good morning, I'm Douglas Bowles and this is 42 Minutes, a production of SyncBook Radio and thesyncbook.com, a weekly conversation with the interesting artists and thinkers of our day. You can find us online at 42minutes.com and you can reach us by sending a message to mail at 42minutes.com. We are pleased to announce today the addition of the middle chamber to the SyncBook Radio family. Check it out, thesyncbook.com slash middle chamber. Shows begin at the end of this month. Today, we're up the tree and almost into our Tree Fort Music Fest happening March 20th through the 23rd in downtown Boise. Get your tickets now, treefortmusicfest.com. And be sure to check out all of the interviews from our March Music Showcase with the likes of Disco Doom, Magic Sword, Yvette, Saint Seneca, and Iska Doff. Today is the 18th of March, and time goes on and on. And time remembers everything. Hello and welcome. William Morgan here, and today on 42 Minutes, we're again coming to you live from SyncBook Radio Studio Boise to meet with Story Grub and the Holy Wars. Story Grub plays a variety of music with influences ranging from the Violent Femmes, Jeff Mangum, and the Pixies. Their garage rock sound is lulled with pensive lyrics that meet with heavy waves of frustration. Story Grub began as a one-man recording project in Portland, Oregon in 2008, and soon after the project's inception, the founding member Story Grub moved to Boise to start over. Striving to create multimedia rock and roll art, Story Grub and the Holy Wars perform unique one-run style shows that leave audiences wondering what will happen next. They will be making their 2014 Tree Fort Music Fest appearance on opening night Thursday, March 20th at 9 p.m. at the Crux, which is the same bill as St. Seneca. Uh, we're very pleased to be speaking with Story Grub today, and he is joined this morning in the studio with his bass player, Dustin. Hello, and how are you guys? Hello. Doing well so far. How are you? We're exhausted. Well, so <laughs> What's that? Uh, I was up until about four thirty, working on the video for a show. Oh, so you mean like a video, as in visuals for the show? Yeah, we have three oh, different wow. three different projectors, two back projectors, and one in the front. So three videos for every song. So about one hundred and twenty minutes worth of video we have to put together. Wow. Yeah. And you guys are. Thursday opening night, and so you got to get it done. Yeah, done. yeah, exactly. Yeah, and this, but this isn't your first tree for No, no, we've done all of them so far. We've been invited to them and done our best, anyways. Done so far. <laughs> and where did you play last year? <clears throat> the last year was at the Crux, and um, for that was Neurolux. Neurolux, yeah. Cool. And it's yeah. been different every time, but um, it's been really. Exciting and really fun to be a part of. Well, these guys brought instruments today, Will. Awesome. Should we start out with the song? Yes, I think that's a wonderful idea. I mean, we've never done that in 42 minutes, so we might as well make you guys our, our first. I can hear the, is the dog going to be the percussion? Excuse <laughs> me. <laughs> How about uh, one, two, one, two, three? La 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 la
kind of have uh, I can hear some influences in there but I'm wondering what like what inspires you guys the most um for me in particular this is story um as far as songwriting goes for me I think it's more about um just honesty and originality um I think that my music is kind of a hybrid of a lot of different forms and styles that I'm inspired and influenced by. Um, there's no do you have one... heroes? Do you I'm have sorry? heroes? Do you oh, have um, heroes? Yeah, I do. Um, I would say probably like Neil Young, uh, ah. Frank Black, um, I don't know, like old school garage rock, um, definitely like John Lennon, Beatles. Um, T-Rex. I have a lot. I mean, kind of stay on the board. Um, what about yourself, Dustin? Well, Sean's pretty much the nice the brainchild of the band. He usually will give us a stack of material to go through. We interpret it <laughs> a little bit and then learn at the next practice. Well, outside of the studio, what are you listening to? I mean, uh, For me? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I listen to everything. I mean... From indust German industrial music, I was listening to Liebach's new album last night. To I, I mean, Beethoven. <laughs> Just listen to classical music and decompress from all the modern stuff. So you started in Portland. Yes. What What brought you to Boise? Um, I just wanted to just kind of start over, and it was just too. It was just kind of oversaturated with. Um, people that were trying to do the same thing over there, I guess. And it was hard to, I mean, I was there for three years and I could not find a drummer to save my life, you know, and um, 
and it was really hard for me to meet people and or at least like-minded people like musicians and artists because I'm not I can be kind of antisocial um, and and I guess I just wanted to go but my brother lives here first of all and I lived here back in 2002 for a few months and I really liked it and it was different because it was it reminded me of like how Portland probably was like 20 years ago or something like that mm -hmm. you know it was just kind of laid back um, and I just needed somewhere fresh to kind of start over and get my mind straight and you know find bandmates you know and yeah and, and so then how did you meet the holy wars um it was basically it was by accident with everybody you know um were they friends before no not necessarily um like the drummer for example bruce i met him at a, we did an art in the bar at the knitting factory a few years ago and i liked his work he had some art and i had some art there with the comic books and everything and, um and back then I was handing out my comic books like they were a business card. I'd put like a CD in them with some of my stuff. Like that was Dustin was talking about. I have lots of old recordings that I've done. And gave Bruce one of those and he's like, oh, I'm a drummer. And I'm like, oh shit, want to get together sometime? And um, just kind of fell into place, you know, with everybody like that. I met Matt at, a, at the Neurolux one night and I was working on the comic book and drunk and I saw him with an accordion and <laughs> just asked him, you know, Hey man, is that an accordion? And he's like, I hope, I hope so. <laughs> we just kind of hit it off, and you know, it was one of those things where you know you meet people at a bar. This is what used to happen in Portland a lot. I'd meet people in bars, musicians, get their number and contact info and everything. Try to call them, never hear back from them. Mm -hmm. You know, and that happened a lot. But with with Matthew, um, and I called him up like two days later. He answered, and he came to rehearsal that next like Monday or whatever. So he's been in the band ever since. Cool. And Dustin was with the Evil Wine, you know, as well, the Evil Wine show and um, Carnival and everything. So We used to have the story girl in there all the time. and So you were already, like, pretty familiar with yeah. us and shot some doing. videos with you. And Dustin's in multiple bands, um, or has been, too. And yeah. I don't know how many of Are you in any other ones right now? Uh, yeah, actually, I'm only in one performing at Treefort, though. But, yeah. Yeah, I'm in a few improv bands and the band Green Jello tour with them. Yeah, do a bunch of different stuff. Keep the mind occupied. Well, so you're not only a musician, but an artist, as you've mentioned, and you are doing both illustrations and painting. Is that yes. right? Yes. And so. I try my hand at them. <laughs> um, you brought this wonderful looking comic book with you uh how long have you been working on this um yeah. probably since 2000 early 2009 maybe spring of 2009 um yeah originally it was just a way for people in because um, i would play at this little lounge in portland um, uh -huh. a lot and by myself and people would just be sitting there talking through my set and so finally i just um instead of i used to get mad and kind of get louder and louder is you know because i used to just when i played by myself it's really quiet you know so i mean if somebody's talking they're probably going to be louder than me so um i just brought i started building this comic book uh from from the ground up and basically start out with one page just fold it over and just to hand out to people and maybe keep them quiet <clears throat> it didn't really work but the comic book kept going and, uh, and i used to draw comic books when i was a kid um from like fifth grade to senior year and had superheroes and everything. And 
So and I, I guess I hadn't done it in like 13 years, John, anything like that. So I just, when I got back into it, it was just like riding a bike, you know, just, and it's, it's a good way for me to just vent my thoughts and also illustrate the lyrics in the songs. Yeah, and this is definitely comics with an X. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I'm, I'm seeing all that cool stuff from the 70s, kind of. Yeah. Art, I see a lot of art from. Yeah. He's a huge influence on me. I mean, with my art, like I was saying earlier, it's just honesty is like one of my biggest turn-ons in, in art, you know? Yeah. And, and then, especially being honest with yourself and like even how uh, embarrassing it might be, you know? I have a lot of embarrassing stories. The, it's all the pages have lots and lots of panels, and so there's definitely you take in a lot of visual information on each each page here. So what? Why you know the painting and the comics? You know, is it just different different ways to express yourself, or you just like to have an iron in every fire? It's it can yeah. That's basically what it is. I mean. I guess I, um, Gotta stay I mean, I've busy. always, I'm sorry. Gotta stay busy. I like to, and I, and I've always liked dabbling. And I, I mean, ever since I can remember, I was always writing, I mean, before I could play an instrument, I was always writing songs, mm -hmm. even though they're really horrible little love songs, you know, like, you know, from like third grade and fourth grade and stuff. But I was always <laughs> drawing. I was always like the best artist kid in my class or the weirdest kid in my class. And, um, from an early age, I knew that that was like I was different because of it. So I kind of like honed my art skills, like drawing skills and stuff. And um, only started re only started painting when I was like twenty five or twenty six, and getting into color. Um, but then recently, more recently, back when I started uh, the band, um, it was basically a way for me to combine all of them. You mm -hmm. know, because I like doing film as well, and that's where the projections come in and. You know, we'll, we'll use stock footage and things like that, and we have in the past, but I really want to go from now on, I want to go forward with all original, you know, stuff. And I mean, um, That's hard as, as most as, as, you know, the as, as much as we can, I guess, you know. So this is not just music. This is a, a live experience. Then. I want it to be, you know. And, and also, are, you, like, are you toying around with these projections as far as being random, or is there some kind of story you're trying to tell with them as well? There is there is a, a story about like there's an arc and definitely a theme and you know every projection kind of moves into the next with a something some similar imagery from the previous song. Okay. Does that set up the set list though, kind of because you're syncing the music to the images a little bit, or is it a little looser? This one is pretty. It's pretty loose. I mean, if you, I think the first tree fort we did, we actually made a full-on film. And it had a whole storyline and everything, and we basically just made it like 43 minutes long and just kind of did our best to kind of stay with it. But it skipped a lot during our performance, and it was also off to the side under a banner that said Treat For, so we didn't like... <laughs> so I was just watching it on stage, because I, if I pay attention to the audience, I'd get distracted, and um, I forget words, and I can't have that, so I just like to have something that I can kind of disappear into as well and just focus on. But... Um, we're actually making our own screens this year. We have mobile, you know, basically there's white sheets, white mm -hmm. cotton that we can move around us or move in front of us and project onto or from behind onto. But I mean, I, I mean, in the <clears throat> excuse me, in the future, you know, we I would like to have everything really 
solid for each song, you know, but we just don't have the capacity right now to do that, like the technology or the time, really. <laughs> well, and yeah, plus we need to experiment. Treeport's kind of one big experiment for us. Yeah. Yeah. Make sure we can start. And we haven't played a show that. since October or something, so it's been a while since we've actually played, so this is almost like our comeback show, <clears throat> or whatever you want to call it, not a reunion, but... <laughs> <laughs> and talk about what what's available for sale at the show. I know, I know you guys have been busy. Yeah, we uh, we just got done with our LP, our full length LP, thirteen tracks, and in that comes a condensed version of the comic book. We threw in the sticker, a couple uh, postcards of Sean's art. And story grab. Yeah, of story grab's art, <laughs> and. Uh, Let's see what else. We have a seven-inch split we did with another Boise band called The Seasonal Disguise. Um, yeah, and we have some some more postcards that we're just going to be giving away. It's free artwork at our merch booth. Take some of Sean's art home with you. I'll yeah. probably get some photocopies made too of like something and just hand them out because I like I like the idea of people coming to it even if it's not cheap for just to one of our shows and walking away with like a bunch of free stuff, you know, as opposed to I, there's always like this line, this balance that I've always had trouble keeping with, you know, because I used to make the comic books and just hand them out to people, and they cost like, you know, a dollar or two each, you know, to make, and um, plus the time to do it. Yeah, plus the time and <clears throat> definitely the labor. I have blisters on my fingers. <clears throat> Excuse me. Wow. But, um, so yeah, I mean, I like I like the idea of people, you know, years from now, go, you know, because I try to date everything as well, and. I'll make a new strip for that show, you know, usually I'll be like, yeah, we're playing Treefort next week in the comic book, you know, so, um, I just try to make it really personal, that way people can get a good idea of what we're, tr what I'm trying to do or say, I don't know, even though I can't say or do it. <laughs> <laughs> this is fine, we communicate in different ways. Well, um... Do you How is the sound in there? Do you guys think that you would, you would want to play another song or try? Um, I'm not even, I don't even know which song I would play. Would you, could you do Time's Got Me By The Balls? I mean, you don't have to. <laughs> you want to give it a shot? Yeah. I could, <laughs> can you play it on a guitar? I'd probably figure it out. It's pretty basic. <clears throat> so, uh, I, I was about to say, I'm sorry I put you on the spot, but right now, no, I'm not. I'm sorry. <laughs> Well, we, we don't get the opportunity like this too often, so we might as well use it, right? Yeah, definitely. That's pretty much it. Okay. I'm a big three chord kind of guy, so... <laughs> <laughs> Alright, this is a song called Time. Oh, it's 
ukulele it is and do you say ukulele or ukulele i say ukulele is that i right? say them both though okay yeah. interchangeable it do, is do you uh this is your primary instrument or do you play other instruments um in the separate tree for it i'm just gonna play electric guitar it does change up quite a bit um eventually this will be a, a big part of it um there's just sound issues it's a really pretty instrument it is it's a nice one. I mean, I've seen toys, but this this looks like a real instrument. Yeah, yeah. it's a little bit bigger than a traditional size ukulele, which is nice for me for my fat fingers. But um, it's easier to play, and it has more um, power behind it. It feels you know. Cool. But I play it rather. I just play it like a guitar. I don't you know play it traditionally like I want to. <laughs> And I just play everything by ear, really. So how, how often do you guys rehearse? And has been finding rehearsal space in this town been difficult? Mm -hmm. Before, recently, uh, we had this uh, space downtown, um, the underground, I forget what it was Fulton called. Street Gallery. Fulton Street. Kind of by like a block out from the knitting factory. And they also had like an artist in residence little area down there, which I was the last artist to be in residence around there. Was that part of the air program? It it was, yeah. And then the place above it bought it and made it like a storage thing. So, so were you one of the air? Yeah, I was the last one that, that uh, had my art down there, that worked down there. Um, and and then, the drummer actually rented the space from down there also. Yeah. So. so we had this huge, kind of like a collective, there was like four or five different artists in there. Um, and... They all rented, and then there was like one airspace, which was nice. But it was, an, it was a great spot, and then they took the big place upstairs, took it over, and then we um, went over to Dustin's place. Yeah, That's where we is just a few blocks down the street, along yeah. Harrison and Mark right over there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But do you, so when, one of the problems that I had back in the day was uh, our neighbors were nice, but at the same time, they, they didn't want rock music all the time in their neighborhood. Yeah, I mean, we practice once a week, and usually we don't let it usually go past nine o'clock. Yeah. So it's it's not an issue. And I mean, I've lived in this house for about four years now, and I was I was really upfront with them when I first moved in. And they're like, "No, that's fine. If it's ever too loud, we'll just tell you to turn it down." And that's only been one time, and that was when we had a last minute rehearsal for uh, to go out of town with a different band. <clears throat> they asked us to turn down. We did. And that was it? Yeah. And then, so, do you guys? You've been out on the road a little bit then? Not the Starry Grub project, actually. Yeah. Um, Is that something you are wanting to do? I would love to get out and, and yeah, share. Um, it's just been really hard. It's a lot harder than it seems like it would be, you know, plus with all your race schedules and right. lives and stuff. Um, eventually, I would like to have the the um, option to take it as a solo thing, you know, um, and have visuals at shows as well. Because I, I don't, I just really don't want to ever play shows where we're just standing there facing the crowd playing our instruments. Like to me, not that I don't like seeing bands like that, like not that I wouldn't like seeing my favorite bands play or some of the best bands and boys who play like that, but for me personally, it's just really boring standing there and just going through the motions. And, 
there's got to be something more to it, and that's where all these projection and everything is coming back into play. And um, eventually, it's going to hopefully be like more of a like a musical too. So, like narratives, yeah, larger yeah. Uh, yeah. story arcs. Have uh, hopefully have like guest musicians and artists and dancers and even actors and actors in between the you know, yeah. flesh out the story. Well, that's something. So. The festival officially or unofficially kicks off on Wednesday with the Boise uh, History of Rock Showcase. Mm -hmm. And back in the day, Caustic Resin used to have, like at their live shows, they had someone painting on stage. So they had all these candles. It was really theatrical and trippy. Mm -hmm. And and they always had like someone with black lights and, and they were doing live painting on stage, nice. which was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, you mentioned... Seeing best your best the best bands in Boise or your favorite bands, mm -hmm. who who are you excited to see at the at the festival and just in general? Um, I might have to think about that, like because I really don't get out much and I'm kind of a hermit. Um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing. I I love the band James Plainwreck, the local Boise band James Plainwreck. This phenomenal songwriting and lyrics and amazing performers and just an all-around good band. Do you happen to know offhand when they're performing? They're playing um, a few hours before us. Yeah, they're playing at the Crux. At, at the Crux. Crux. Mm -hmm. seven, so at 7 o'clock. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they open up the Crux for, you know, Treeport, basically. That's because I think they're the very first band to play. Cool. On Thursday. Yeah, yeah, I want to I wanna see, uh, I really want to see Dark Swallows, too. Um, and, because um, I really like what they were doing. And, I also want to see Casey's band. Um, oh, Velvet Hook. Uh, yeah, Velvet Hook, because I've, I've heard good things about them. Yeah, Casey's also another really good songwriter. I'm curious about Deep Creeps, just, mm -hmm. oh, yeah. just because it's such a great name, but then they're on a pretty good bill, too, because I think they're playing at the Shredder the same night as Perfect Pussy, and that's one of those little buzzy bands. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's buzzing about seeing Perfect Pussy. But then I think if... <laughs> Everyone just likes saying perfect. <laughs> and if you're doing band research, it's it's not one that you want to Google. Yeah, it's not in front of other people. You will. It yeah, won't be at the top. Is what you're saying. Because you will get a lot of perfect pussies. <laughs> you know, there's a there's actually an out of town band that I helped get on the bill last minute on the shredder, and I think it's a, I think it's on uh, Saturday night is when Perfect Pussies playing, right? Or is that on Friday night? <sighs> I don't know. I, it might be Sunday night. Oh, okay. yeah. Sunday night at midnight, yeah. maybe. Well, on Saturday night, there's a, a band called Night Train. They're all this, these, uh, these black ladies playing, playing like punk soul music. Wow. Yeah. And they, they're in the middle of a metal show, like a band dropped out of a metal show. And I'm like, Eric, can you please put these guys in there? <laughs> <laughs> and these girls were just like, they're, they're amazing. Night train. Out. Yeah, night train. Is it at the Shredder? Yeah, they're playing at the Shredder in the middle of these super metal bands. <laughs> it's like this all girl, that's awesome. all girl soul punk band. Yeah, I think if if and I think the the wives of this band would probably. Okay, what I'm saying is there's a. I'm also curious <laughs> about Get Wet Plus. I haven't seen that. I seen that. <laughs> but I, th I think they it. might have the worst name in town. <laughs> I like all those guys. I, mean, I think and my name's pretty weird, too. <laughs> People hear my name and they're like, what is that? How the hell do you spell that? <laughs> have you guys dug into the schedule much, the Tree Fort schedule? 
I haven't had a lot of mm-hmm. time. No, because you guys have been preparing. Yeah. 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 There's been, we've been really, really busy. And yeah, I mean, I I love Tree 4 and I love the idea of it and everything. I just, uh, I don't do well with crowds. There's two things in life that I don't do well with is crowds and lines. And you know, lines of people. And, uh, lines of coke, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, he does perfectly fine with those. Yeah. Master cleanup. <laughs> that was an accident. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, I mean it's it's there's lots of lines. I mean that's cool that we have like a pass and everything, which is nice. But mm-hmm. um, I definitely need to get out and just. I, I really just will also just want to be like random and just hit random things. And I really want to see the blacks too. Um, they're playing the same night as us down at um, Tom Green's, I think. Yeah. Like late night style. And our Bruce, uh, our drummer is actually in our band as well. So and they just got back from tour. The blacks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, blacks with, with a, a Q. With a Q. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They're always fun to see. Is there anyone else on on the in the whole festival that you're excited about at all? Or uh, well, actually, Doug uh, Doug Marsh was showing me this band called The Warm Hair. This real, it's like a basically a hermit in New York City. In New York City, who's just shut himself in and recorded this mass amount of music. It's kind of like a, it's kind of like it sounds like romantic caustic resin. But you know, really heavy, heavily blues and. Uh, the, they're called what? The warm hair. The warm hair. Yeah. But these are all things that were not on my radar. So I don't think we've heard moist yet. We need yeah, to we haven't heard moist. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, the warm hair is good. Slam Dunk is really good. The moist earlobes. A couple times. They're on uh, Doug Marsh's showcase as well. Yeah. Slam Dunk's fun though. A bunch of young kids from Vancouver playing high energy. It's like fifties rock and roll with modern songwriting yeah I, I think someone was telling me about them in particular that it's almost like Flight of the Concords yeah it, yeah it kind of is but they're they're all just really passionate about what they do and super energetic on stage so there's slam dunks really we'll see them. so do you guys have any tricks up your sleeve any way to tease tease the audience into Are coming to see us <laughs> and it it seems to see see I'm trying to think. They have candy <laughs> <laughs> and comic books. <laughs> I think Thursday night is one of those nights where there's I a, a few of the nights I have conflicts. There's a lot of really good shows all yeah. happening at the same time, and I'm a little OCD, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and I, it's hard for me to leave a place if it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I think the biggest conflict while we're playing is going to be. Um, Across the street at the Neuralux, Anne is playing, I believe, yeah. at the um, same time that we okay. are. But I mean, the, the Anne has such a big little Boise following, I'm sure that Neuralux is going to get sold out, whereas everybody's probably going to come across the street. Which is nice, yeah. because it's so close. It was kind of sad that there's no Red Room this year. It is, yeah. It's very sad. I would have loved to have played there this year. Yeah, we used to, we used to be regulars at the Red Room. For shows? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, visually speaking, I mean, there's not going to be anything like what we're doing. I mean, there's probably 300 bands, and I'm sure a lot of them have rejections. But, I mean, as far as just, you know, us doing it all ourselves, and um, it's very, very DIY. And it's going to be very experimental. And all of the songs, for the, for me, very, they're all very physical. Um, there's not, like, one slow song in the bunch. And what we just played today, I mean, that's it's we're yeah. going to be very loud and very, there's going to be a lot of ruckus. And, um, yeah, our set's actually more like Descendants versus the set we were playing more combined. Yeah. I think of Jeff Mangum. 
which is interesting because I noticed that there's this kind of 70s art rock quality to the to the album that I was listening to. Mm-hmm. That you definitely have what I I would um, respectfully called a, a, a quirky voice. Mm-hmm. So it's it's pretty. You're a good singer, but at the same time, there's there's definitely a quality to it that says, you know, I'm uh, I'm not your everyday run of the mill. You know, more Talking yeah. Heads kind of flavor. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I've never been, like, trained. I mean, I taught myself how to play guitar and taught myself ukulele, and I, I've always liked to sing, but I realized in a really early age that I wasn't like other singers, too, you know what I mean? And so I kind of try to just use what I got and uh, do, the, do uh, the best I can with it. But I think also, I mean, it's... it's um, I mean, I wish I had a better voice, but at the same time, it, it's nice because it keeps me real in a way, and it keeps my songwriting, uh, it keeps me honest, <laughs> because it keeps me and it makes me feel like I'm actually a, a, like a human, as opposed to being like a, huh? Putting forth effort? Yeah, and I mean, it just, I don't know how to really explain it, it just makes me feel like a, not like a robot. I don't because I don't really sound like anybody else, and I try not to. I, and sometimes I'll sabotage it just to make it sound different or whatever. I can really sing like uh, like an opera, you know, singer. But <laughs> I just don't. Apparently, Les Claypool can. <laughs> I believe it. Can he really? Yeah, oh, yeah. that he was classically trained. Wow. Huh. I know that. So last last Friday we were talking to Zach Little from Saint Seneca, and we asked him this question. Uh, what is the essential album that came to you as a young person that made you into Story Grub? I mean, we, of course, asked. <laughs> um, I, I don't know if it's an album as much as it is a band. There's a band called uh, Smoke, or, an, or there's a documentary called Smoke based on um, a gentleman from, I believe it was, I think it was uh, in Georgia. Um, but his name is Benjamin Smoke, and, and he got me very excited about it. I mean, Around that time in 2008, I was I was learning ukulele and, and learning all of my songs on the U again, and um, l- looking to just start kind of over fresh with like a see or at least see what I could do with like a sound. And I wanted to be way more organic, so I started playing banjo and ukulele and acoustics way more. And because um, I had been in a rock and roll band that was just very loud and just electric guitar, bass, and drums and very very powerful, high energy. Um, but I saw this documentary on, on Benjamin Smoke, and um, and he's a cross-dresser, a gay man who had AIDS, and he ended up dying, and had a horrible life, but he, had, he was this amazing, like, musician. He had this really gravelly Tom Waits, kind of even more gravelly than Tom Waits um, voice, and but he would uh, play with these guys, and they just had, like, a guitar with distortion, and banjo, and really dirty, low drums, and... Um, it just turned my head a lot, you know. I think Nitromakotel, along the same lines, did the same for me. Um, it's hard to pinpoint with with an album, maybe, um, because I I try to not have genres in my music. Like one song, you know, will be way different than the next. But um, yeah, I recognize that. Just yeah, I can't really pinpoint it. Wow. I don't think I'd ever heard of Benjamin Smoke before. Yeah, he he actually uh, had another band where he was the lead singer, and um, but he was, uh, you know, he's he wore women's clothing. He was called Opal Fox, and so he had like this dual 
um, personality going on and very cool lyrics. I mean, I'm, I'm very, very lyrical. I love words and especially put to music. And um, then to me, as I'm getting older, those that becomes more and more important. Um, being able to tell a story through words and keep the music kind of simple until it needs to be kind of, uh, you know, in your face or whatever. But I don't mean to be random or rude, but what do you think of Weezer? Uh, I, I listen to Weezer. I listen to them a lot when I was younger. Um, I think they have good timing. I like, you know, I think there's a timing with lyrics and um, like using like every like syllables and things like that. Like I love forming words into songs and um, I haven't really gotten into their later stuff. I, I know their first three albums, four albums pretty well, but... It just feels like there's a similarity between your stuff and theirs. That's why I mentioned it just, like you said, it might be timing. It's the same uh, kind of uh, feel too, though, like the frustrated, you know, time has got me by the balls type of sense of humor. Well, we're yeah. winding down now. We're near the end. Oftentimes the topic of conversation on our show is synchronicity. Do you have any interesting synchronicity anecdotes? <laughs> Synchronicity? Uh, synchronicity is where it's meaningful coincidence, where things happen and it seems like it was almost preordained after the fact that these two non-related things connected in your life specifically for you on some level. Wow, that's, that's a great question. I don't know. I don't really think I have an answer. <laughs> my mind just like went blank wow um, you blanked him Doug <laughs> too much too much too soon Doug. I think so do you have any I'm actually trying to rack my brain too I can't I can't put one together I think uh, with me I, I don't know if it's related but quitting drinking was uh, for me just a I quit drinking a few years ago, and that was a great way for me to realize, you know, it helped me realize who I was as, like, an artist and, um, and what I wasn't as a human, I guess. But um, I don't know if that's the same thing or not, though. <laughs> no. Well, it, it has a little bit it of meaning. It has meaning, there. though, and so that's, that's what counts. Was that, was that 42 minutes, Douglas? That was 42 minutes. Thank you guys for sharing it with us. The songs were beautiful. Yeah. Thanks for allowing us to. <laughs> It was a lot of fun. You've been listening to Story Grub on SyncBook Radio, a production of thesyncbook.com. More information about the work of Story Grub and the Holy Wars can be found at storygrub.bandcamp.com. For more information about the SyncBook, our guests, to check out past shows or to subscribe to the podcast via iTunes, please be sure and visit our website at 42minutes.com. If you like the podcast, please support it by becoming a donor. You'll find the donation links under each episode on the website. Thank you for all the ones who have contributed. You have kept us going. And everyone, consider setting up a monthly charge. Thanks so much. And here I go again. Yeah, man.
Like, 